This is the BCA Podcast, the outreach arm of Beards Creek Adventures, and your weekly source for all things faith, family, and stewardship. We're your hosts, Charlie and Mike Culkin. Join us each week for interviews, discussions, laughs, and encouragement. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome back to Beards Creek Podcast. We're uh, we're glad you're uh, back with us. We skipped a week. Um, uh, it's Charlie and I tonight, and part of the reason we skipped was because of the Great American Outdoor Show. <laughs> Great American Outdoor Show. That's right. And um, uh, I was down there last week and uh, had hoped to record a couple podcasts while I was there. And um, it just wasn't conducive for it. There were it was loud. Um, people were busy. We had so there was last year there was 150,000 people that went through that show. This year, they predicted uh, 150,000 until Friday when Trump got there, and they were thinking there would be another 50 to 100,000 for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just nonstop. Yeah, that's a lot um, yeah and so you know the building is huge i mean I, I just can't even describe it it's at the pennsylvania farm complex and it is you know it's one huge hall after another just booth after booth vendor after vendor mm-hmm. um and it's it's pretty impressive really yeah. so uh, my hope had been to do some podcasts while I was there. I took all the stuff with me. And um, what I found was I made a lot of great connections, and um, trying, but trying to get a podcast in, people were busy. Mm. Um, I'd leave the hotel at 8 in the morning. I'd go pick up Moosey from Catch and Release. We would then drive over to the show. We needed to be there by 9, show opened at 10, and we just – we were running all day. So then that got done at 7 o'clock at night. It was 7.30 before you could even get out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. We'd go find dinner somewheres. And then by the time I got back to the hotel, <laughs> it's like 9 o'clock. My legs are killing me. I've been standing on concrete all week. Um, so it's it's long. I mean, it's a, it's a nine-day show, which is most shows are like four days. Like yeah. Thursday yeah, nights. It's, it's a haul. Um, and so, um, so I worked with Moosey. Moosey, um, we've done interviews with him, and he's going to be on again in a couple of weeks. I think in two weeks. But he um, he owns Catch and Release Camo, and uh, we connected with him five or six years ago. Yeah, he, it was the, one of our first years with this property that we got the gear and took pictures and did yeah, all that. Yeah. So this is the seventh year the company's been in business, and this is the sixth year that we've had the the camp. Mm-hmm. So we were. He calls me the OG, <laughs> the OG of the East, um, because we were. We've been with him right from the start, and kind of the way we found him was, um, okay, I need. I got four kids. I need to put in camo. Yeah, you know, how am I going to afford this? How am I going to get them good gear? And. Um, so found him online, got in touch with uh, with him through email. I emailed him, 
and he calls me one night right like the owner of a company <laughs> he will always say i won't bash the other the other companies mm. but i can <laughs> like um first light the the president of first light's not calling me the president of sitka is not calling right. me. right <laughs> so now that being said that's great gear he it really they make yeah outstanding gear um but when he called me i'm like now i'm, I'm intrigued so then he takes the next step and he says well let me send you out a set my dwr set which is my most popular one let your your daughter try it out and send me some pictures let me know what you think and then we'll go from there so he sent rachel a set mm -hmm. and uh and i think he sent both of you guys hats yeah because we did a, a whole photo shoot for you guys and the <laughs> the biggest thing we got was because Rachel was in a tree stand without a sandy strap <laughs> for 30 seconds for a picture, but whatever. So, um, so we have since then, you bought, uh, we got everybody, Jake, you, Emily, everybody's got mm. uh, the DWR set, and, and myself included. Then he's got some upper line stuff that I have yeah. have bought the uh, Tesla set, and we both got early uh, season. I got the early season. I had some gloves that. And you got the stretch. The the. Yep. yep. I got the, the undershirt. The yep. four way stretch undershirt. I got a couple of neck gaiters. I was yep. rocking one of the neck gaiters for like all of COVID. That, that <laughs> COVID, was that was right. my mask. Was this <laughs> synthetic neck gaiter that I don't know if I washed once. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably patient zero over there, <laughs> the Delta Omicron variant, and was just growing it underneath. That's right. Me. You you were the cause of the Delta Omicron. So anyway, um, I've gotten connected with him. We've gotten to be friends. He's been on the podcast, and uh, and I I went to the show last year with John Goodwin, and he and I both are friends with Moosey. And said, so you mm. gotta you gotta come out here. You know, and the other thing is, we told Amish Kyle about it. He got a set. We told Kim about it. She's mm. gotten sets. Uh, Uncle JD, like we've yep. we've spread the word. And um, he said, "Man, I'm I'm starting to move into the east. I I really need to come out to the show." Yeah. But he's in Idaho, which is a 36 hour drive. Right. So he ships out to me one set of every size. And he doesn't, you know, he's got like T-shirts and hats that people just wear every day uh, that aren't really part of the camel gear. He doesn't make a lot of money on those. The markup on, on hats, like it costs us, you know, 15 bucks to make a hat and you sell it for 20, you're, you're you know. You know, making maybe not, five bucks, but you're not. Right. Really. Now, those things will sell quick. But you're not really making uh, yeah, your yeah. profit margins. Those are great. more to get the brand out there. Those are, you know. Right, right. So we go, I go down, get, take all that stuff that he, he sent me, and uh, we set up a 10 by 10 booth. And, um, I mean, we had people in and out of there every day, yeah. all day long. And he would say that the DWR is his best set. I don't agree with him. I mean, I don't disagree with him. Like it does, it sells. Yeah. But I think the the big seller is the kids program. Mm -hmm. And so whether you buy it in 2T or you buy it in 6X, I mean, 6X, I'm swimming. Like, yeah. It is a huge is, uh... jacket. Um, 
whatever size you buy, the set is listed on the website at 199. It's always on sale for 139. So you buy that for 139 for your kids. Then your kid outgrows it next year. What do you do? Well, you ship it back to Moosey, and he sends you the next size you need mm-hmm. for fifty nine dollars. So for fifty nine bucks, you're getting a new set yeah. every time your yep. kid outgrows it. And now he's doing the same with boots. He's got boots, uh, his own boot line. It's one hundred and twenty bucks, fifty nine bucks. Send it back. You get new yeah. the next size boots. And for parents. Uh, you know that your your kids are growing out yeah. of their boots every ten minutes. It feels like so. Um, so all week that was kind of what I pushed. I would see you know moms with strollers and their husbands you mm-hmm. know are dragging them around and they get they come walking through and they'll see we had this little kid uh, mannequin dressed and they're like mm-hmm. oh isn't that cute and I'm like let me tell you about that you know <laughs> so i pull them in and i would kind of do this early spiel and then once they came into the booth they got onto the carpet and i said let me introduce you to my friend moosey he's the owner of the company or um you know and the great thing about it is this owner will stand behind his product if there's a zipper that breaks or you tear it no matter how it happens if a kid's screwing around in the woods tears mm. the coat send it back the, the owner of the company will stand behind it. In fact, he's standing behind me now. You know, that yeah, kind of... Yeah, and I am not a salesman, <laughs> but I was having fun with it. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> and I would see these couples, like... And this happened a couple times. You know, they're like college age or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, Valentine's Day is next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you gotten your, your girlfriend gear? Oh, yeah, she's all set. Well, have you started family planning yet (laughs) i had this one girl like her face just got bright red and i'm like because you know at some point you're going to have kids and you're going to need camo gear and she goes we've only been dating for three weeks (laughs) (laughs) so it was you know it was just fun to kind of but in the process you know you shake that many hands you you you're helping kids that many kids put coats on you're bound to catch something. Right. And I was sick, you know, two weeks before the show, got over it, went down, did the show, and then came back, and I was sick as a dog. I'm no, still yeah. getting over it. My nose is still running. and mm-hmm. uh, So in the meantime, uh, he has um, registered for another booth next year. So this year we were 10 by 10. I think he's doing 10 by 20 next year. But how do you get all that gear out here? Right. Right. Um, and we connected with this guy just, he was a couple booths away from us. Um, and he was with, uh, his company was called Top Rack. And they make, um, they, they make like a, a mount for. Uh, like Euro mounts, yeah, right? Yeah, Euro mounts. And it, and it pulls the nose away from the wall. It kind of, I mean, they're really nice. Yeah. But uh, he's out of Idaho. It took him four days. To drive. To, to drive from both. So, um like we're we're trying to wheel and deal with them. We'll pay your fuel and your and your <laughs> you know your hotel stays if you bring our stuff out. And he's like, "Well, I'm not really, you know, we're not making great sales here." I'm like, "Well, 35 bucks a pop, you're not going to make enough money to get home, <laughs> you know?" Right. So, right. I don't know what Moosey's going to do next year, but he's got a booth and he's got all this stuff. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to get it out here unless we go hunt. And he's told me, you know, we can go hunt with him anytime Mm -hmm. we want. 
but then we gotta go we gotta drive the right Idaho right back. now we gotta <laughs> yeah we need to yeah rent a plane or something <laughs> exactly so this week he's in salt lake city and he's sick he's sicker than i am um but he he called me last night he's all got it all set up and we had this guy who worked with us um i didn't meet him he had to ship some additional stuff out shipped it to this guy mm-hmm. and um uh so i stopped on my way down to pa picked up the stuff well this guy was supposed to pick it up sunday after the show you know right. all those sample sets and um he's like well my my nephew's in the hospital with a burst appendix or something mm. i don't know so he didn't come so moosey's like I, I don't know what to do with this stuff i got boxes <laughs> so he got an uber <laughs> puts these huge boxes in the uber ubers back to the hotel and uh puts them in the hotel lobby this guy's gonna come on monday to get them well the guy no shows and then he doesn't show tuesday and i texted him tuesday night and said hey dude i want to come down pick the stuff up on friday does that work for you nothing Mm -hmm. so i i called moosey he's like i'll reach out to him so Wednesday morning, Moosey gets a call from the hotel. Hey, your stuff's still here. It was supposed to be gone Monday. You know, what's going on? <laughs> so Moosey texts the guy oh. back again, calls him, still no answer, nothing. So somehow, uh, Moosey, he's a salesman. And I, I call it his Moosey magic. I mean, he really, he's magical with people. Mm-hmm. And um, he works his magic with the hotel. We'll hold on to it till noon on Friday. Send your guy down. I'll come get it. So now I'm driving back to PA tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> three and a half hours down, load the stuff up, grab Burger King. Three, three and, and a half, half hours miles back. back. <laughs> That's right. Um, but the benefit of that is now I have, I'll have one set of, of everything. everything. Um, I think one fits me. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, and so we'll we'll be the, using those like at our our uh, wild game dinner mm-hmm. on March 15th if you're anywhere near the Perry area March 15th we're having Pete Rogers come in he's going to be our main speaker we're going to do a, a game dinner um, and uh, along with that we also have a guy from uh, New York Big Bucks who's going to be scoring um racks so mm-hmm. bring your racks to display um we're also i'm hoping to to get a hold of uh jesse over at um drapes oh yeah and we've got a ton of door prizes i've got we've got beards creek shirts and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff to do for giveaways so awesome so we'll have that set and uh and moosey has said sell them right off the rack if you want um and then if not, we'll sell them the next night at the at John Goodwin's show. And uh, he's just he's done really well out west, and he's now establishing a presence in the east, which right. is it's pretty cool. So yeah, that's a, a long way of saying we didn't do a podcast last week. I know, I know. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I wasn't even down there last week. I I really intended to go Friday, and it just it never ended up working out. Um, but it, it felt like I was, I was getting texts constantly <laughs> and it's, and it's, Hey, I, I got a, I got a throw ball. Awesome. 
well you, do you got paracord for it no <laughs> well we should probably get like some uh, 150 foot throw line if they've got it you know now i'm looking into it my mom's texting i'm really starting to think this was more of an expense than you know i i thought you were supposed to be getting stuff you're gonna get pants and a coat and you're you you sold it to her that you're getting everything out of this but you're gonna be get next thing i know you're you're buying throw balls and trophy racks and <laughs> everything else you came home with three different bags that you didn't go with <laughs> well it's different to go like mm. i mean i did buy some stuff yeah. right so in new york you can you get delayed on on ammunition permission yeah. like you you have to have a background check for ammo and it right. can be up to two or three days so i bought a bunch of ammo down there um but also made some other contacts right like we've for for the last two years, we've worked with Hitlist Seed, mm-hmm. great seed. Um, we haven't had any issues, but we have a, gr- a shorter growing season here um, right. because of cooler temperatures, and um, we have shorter daylight, that kind of thing. So I wanted to continue to look for a seed company that is closer to us, mm-hmm. and stumbled across Back Forty Seed. So I made a, a great contact with one of the owners there of, of Back Forty. Name's Roy, and he's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, um, the other thing, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but all the vendors give a vendor discount. So mm-hmm. I got, I bought some seed to try this year, and we won't, um, we won't put it in with clients this year uh, if if that ends up being a, a thing, um, because we'll test it on our yeah, property yeah. first. So. Um, that was that was a good connection. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I did buy something else. I don't remember. But there's a ton of giveaways. Like I came home with three T-shirts that I didn't right. have. I came home with hats and, and bags and, and everything yeah. else. And there's just swag that mm-hmm. stickers and oh, I, I got the uh, I made a connection with um, the owner of Hollerback calls oh yeah right right this is this guy is so cool his name's jeremy i think and he and his wife and daughter um have just gone full-time making calls and they make goose uh duck turkey deer calls they're just beautiful beautiful calls he's he's got a you know how like a slate call for turkey he's got one that's out of titanium and it's all this just beautiful lavish wood and um so uh, he and I connected, and uh, he's going to be on the podcast this spring. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's Southern accent. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it, they're, you know, good old boy, brand new baby, believer in Christ. Like, yeah. it's, he puts a Bible verse on, on and scribes all, all his calls. calls. That's awesome. So that was cool. Um, reconnected with Pat Newcomb, who does uh, the Newcomb Blinds. Um, you can find those on our uh, I've shared a bunch of his mm-hmm. stuff they're just pop up uh, blinds for turkey hunting they're, it's like a trifold kind of thing yeah you can they double as a walking stick and um, he's a great guy really really good guy to connect with um, Sean Livermore and I spent some time uh, he's with trophy line down there he's mm-hmm. been on the podcast um, and uh, I think we're gonna do another one because he's I'm connecting with him to um, to he's walking me through my saddle, saddle saddle yeah mm-hmm. and my uh, and 
has some different suggestions for me. Um, incidentally, uh, boy, I don't know if I'm supposed. I think I'm supposed. To, I'm okay to say this, but Trophy Line's coming out with new sticks this spring. <laughs> they are unbelievably light, like yeah. astoundingly light double step sticks. Just incredible sticks. Um, I met a guy from. Uh, I'm not sure. I want to say Illinois, but that doesn't sound right. But he is owns Cat Tracks. It's a new company. Um, they have the lightest sticks on the market. Um, hmm. He is not a saddle hunter, but he's buying one. Hmm. I'm like, what in the world got you? Into yeah, this? how do you get? Well, he runs a lone wolf um, platform, a lone wolf uh, hanging stand. Okay, so he's he's a stick you know uses his sticks right, it's right. a it's a climb and hunt kind of thing um and he and i talked a long time about saddles he's like i'm trying one um but i'm not uh, like i'm not convinced yet. i'm not convinced yeah, yeah. and i'm not going to give it a lot of, like if because you see a lot of guys in saddles killing deer you don't see a lot of guys in saddles killing big mature deer and i'm not sure how true that is um i mean certainly the guys we know through drawn uh, drawn addiction yeah. are killing some they've killed some decent sized deer out, yeah, of saddles. out of saddles so but he's he's like you know the first buck i blow that'll be it for a saddle <laughs> i'm like i don't know that it's really the saddle that's gonna mess well, up that's yeah that's an interesting point because i've had deer bull me in a ladder stand and on yeah. the ground and everything else you yeah, know exactly so that was um, uh, the big thing. You know, it was just making those connections. I yeah. I wandered. Finally, we were on the exact opposite end. We were in the the forty two hundred section of the booths. I went over to the one hundred section, which is where like CVA mm. was, um, where Mossberg was. You know, where the the some of those big those names. big yeah. And um, uh, CVA, I connected with last year through Pete and John and. Uh, it was funny. Pete couldn't be there this this week, mm. and so they brought in uh, Tim Andrews. Well, Tim's probably not a name you recognize most, no. but he runs. He does a show called uh, Rush Outdoors. He used to, I think, I don't think he still lives in Brockport, but he used to mm. live in Brockport. And um, I knew him because we brought him into Pierce uh, Church really? years and years ago. I said, Tim, you probably don't remember me, but I was part of the team that brought you into Pierce. He's like, oh, my goodness, I remember Pierce. Boy, that was probably 20-some-odd <laughs> years ago. He goes, you remember you did that gun raffle as part of that night? I said, yep. He goes, I couldn't believe it. One of my good friends won that that <laughs> that gun. I don't remember what it mm-hmm. was, muzzleloader or shotgun. And so it was great to, yeah, you know, yeah. but he was there with CVA. And then um, – I'm not sure if he's a president of CVA, but it's a guy that I met last year through um, through Pete, which was pretty cool to reconnect with him mm-hmm. and have him remember me, and um, yeah, you know, because it's all about me. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> so it was it was cool. You know, it was good to you know to to make some good connections. Connected with Whitetail Properties. Um, those are the guys that Land and Legacy um, podcast. The and the Land and Legacy uh, habitat management is through, um, and they have. I've they've talked to us before about um, considering you know being representatives in New York, but I don't have a 
a realtor's license and don't really have a desire to right yeah <laughs> i, I want to get a i'd like to get a skid steer first <laughs> so yeah. it, it was good it was a good show uh i left before trump mm. got there um from what i heard he was upset that he missed me yeah i believe it <laughs> <laughs> but I knew the traffic was not going to be fun, yeah. and they were oh. shutting the place down. They had the Warren Ziders, what's his name? Con- Warren Ziders, Warren Ziders concert, concert. Yeah. and I'm like, I'm I'm out of here. Thanks, <laughs> but I'm gone. <laughs> so, well, then now we're back. Yeah, and we got sap flowing. We got yep. syrup boiling. Yeah, we're kind of <clears throat> back into that transition of. No more sleep again. Oh, I know. This week, being sick was just... When, when did we tap? Saturday? I came back Friday Sunday. night. No, it might no, have been Saturday. It was, it was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, so we went out, busted a move. 43? 43 taps, which is down almost 20 from last year. Mm-hmm. And we still got, what, 70 gallons at first? Yeah, 70 gallons on Monday. <sighs> or Sunday, rather. And I didn't check Monday. I'm sure there's sap in them. But mm. um, I'm like, I got to get through this first 70 <laughs> and ran it through the RO and then just boiled. Yeah. So we got, uh, I don't know, about a gallon and a half out of the first mm. run. That's got to get bottled up yet. Mom's got to reheat it and put it in bottles. And mm. then we'll, that'll be for sale. There you go. Trying to raise some money for senegal i guess is what we're using for exactly. senegal or young life one or the other but or both or both yeah. yeah we'll figure something out there yeah i was looking at flights today for senegal and there's we're somewhere between 1600 and 1700 and they're not direct we got to go through paris mm. it is what it is yeah it's so. what it is there well yeah know, it's it's unfortunate i do like the sap season yeah i, I love you know the tapping and then letting you do all the boiling while I, you know and enjoy the syrup on my pancakes the next day or whatever but yeah you know and it's not hard the way we do it really no you, and the reverse osmosis has yeah made it immensely yep. faster yeah if you're into sap at all there's a company online called the ro bucket and um it's a slick design he's got three different sizes and uh, we got the mid-size, so, you know, we can run, I don't know, I think it, it produces like a, a gallon of concentrate or five gallons of concentrate an hour or something mm. like that. So 70 gallons, I ran that through, it brings it down to 35, and then you just boil. And mm-hmm. we, we put it on propane burners, which was interesting because we've got our sugar shack, mm-hmm. Which the first mistake was making it with a metal roof because all, that, all condensation. that condensation. And then you just stand in there getting rained on anytime you're in there. Any water that gets boiled off drips back into the, <laughs> into the pans. So we, that's the first mistake. The second mistake is the door opens and it blows the first burner out. Or you close it and sometimes it burns. And I've gone, I was going in there uh, Sunday night, Monday. And I'm like, man, I smell propane. And you look, and the burner's out. Like, one of these days, this shack is going to end up in somebody's yard because (laughs) it just blew up. (laughs) But it's not – once you put it on, it's not that hard. You go check every hour or two, and 
you know we play yeah. cards and well and it's not i mean it's we do it on a bit of a larger scale because we sell it but it's really you could do it i mean mom's mom does it with her one right. big maple tree right and i you know i don't i don't love her shit because i think she doesn't bullet it enough like it's a little runny for me yeah but it's i mean if you have a couple maple trees in your backyard tractor supply will sell you know the little kits yep. with you know, the bags yep. rather than the buckets for you know 20 30 40 bucks i don't know depending yeah. on what you're getting pretty cheap yeah um and it's i mean it's fun yeah especially for like if you have kids that you want to just you get a couple of gallons within the year of of sap or yep you know 10 gallons of sap and you're gonna get i don't know a quart probably of syrup yeah. but that's yeah. that's still a quart of syrup that didn't cost you anything and is is homemade and something that you can kind of be proud right. of or have your kids you know and enjoy being a part of that experience yeah it's and to me it's it's one more way to connect us with the land mm-hmm. right it's one more way to say um you know we can be wise stewards of the land and the land will give back to us you know the way god has set it up um you know you can take 65 gallons from a tree and not cause any damage to it at mm-hmm. all and so, you know, we're we're pulling off excess sap. Yeah. It's 40, 40 gallons of sap to make a gallon of, of syrup, roughly. And um, it's just there's something different about it. And it's a it's great flavor. Yeah. It's not all yep. the preservatives and junk. And so it, it kind of fits our our motif of of faith, family, and stewardship. We want to be mm-hmm. wise stewards of the land. Um, but when you and when you're a wise steward of the land, the land gives back. Yeah. So our gardens, you know, the we right. just tons of vegetables this year. Our apple trees did phenomenal yeah. this year. Um, the sap, even Don't, having the chickens. Yep. Yeah. All of that stuff. Well, and there's and there's just something to say about the self sufficiency. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need to necessarily rely on on the store to be able to go. I know right. that you know my chickens are producing plenty of eggs. I can get by on. Uh, yeah. You know, and when they the, stop, we have a barbecue. Right. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> and it, whether or not you know eating my own gallon of of maple syrup versus buying it is really going to make that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things i don't know but there is there is something nice right just in the mentality and in that thought process of this is something i put on the table yeah and it's the same thing you know that's i have a very similar mindset with around hunting and fishing and that that Mm -hmm. sort of thing is it's yeah i can go to the store and buy a steak for cheaper than i bought my bow and my gear and everything else but there's something satisfying about knowing that you know Right. or farm to fork or fork to yeah, field, it's, it's field, field, field to fork. That's what it is. Field it's, to fork. That's the hunting one, is NDA. The, right, right. Where it's, you know, you, you've you put the effort in, you've done the time, you've done all of that, and you get something out of it. You reap the benefits of your own hard work. Yeah. And that's there's just something satisfying there. And I know I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy or mm-hmm. a doomsday guy, but there is something about still being able to do the things oh, yeah. that they used to be able to do and it, and if things go to crap okay we, we're gonna survive yeah. we can we yep. can survive this you know and that goes even with um you know reloading making our own bullets um it goes to um you know self the self-sufficiency of having our own eggs of of hunting of you know, okay, maybe you're not going to survive with maple syrup and pancakes, mm. but that syrup becomes 
you know, it's it's a sweetener that you can yeah. use in your right. coffee right. or in baking or even well, the firewood we collect for the wood stove to keep warm. And that and that sap is healthy to drink. If then the natives used it for you oh, know, yeah. millennia yeah. for medicine and and yep. and it, it's interesting. One of my favorite facts about syrup is actually that scientists don't really know the exact chemical compounds that cause it to become syrup. Really, we know it's it's glucose is the I think it's glucose. It might be dextrose that or. Uh, I think dextrose is, is plant sugar. Regardless, it's it's plant sugar that is what's that that sugar content. Yeah. But outside of that, the, the exact flavor, because otherwise you would just be getting sugar water, right, you know, right. or, or like almost more of a caramel. So there there are some like micro minerals in there that we don't really have entirely identified that play a role in its yeah, exact. Because yeah. if you just took a bunch of sugar and put it in water and boiled it down you wouldn't get syrup right there's other minerals in there that play a role that it, i think it's just so interesting that you can't really get that anywhere else yeah and that's why like store-bought syrup is not no real syrup no it is not it's like, nowhere's close nowhere's close <laughs> well and the sweet in it like like it's the same type of sugar that you get out of an apple right you know and and that's supposed to be a healthier sugar for you uh, that your body can mm-hmm. can process that better than it Versus, can with like a white. right like a yeah so compound complex fructose corn syrup kind of thing i don't know i you just know. <laughs> i just yeah <laughs> i like it on my pancakes <laughs> flapjacks yeah um spam and shot <laughs> now i can't do the quote are you having slapjacks? Mm, I could go for some slapjacks. Not for me. Spam. Spam and slapjacks. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> we're way off. No, on I that. know. I know. I get, anybody mentions Escanaba in the moonlight, and we just go on a tangent. <laughs> but uh, so the other thing that we've, we're swinging into is, or at least that I'm, I've got my eyes on, is we've got some. Uh, post-season trail cam pictures there's some survivors out there yeah there's some survivors that are starting to drop their antlers yep. a little late i think to some extent because we've had a milder winter yeah but they're definitely starting to drop and it's nice compared to past years we're seeing bucks on our property right. after the winter they're not going back to wherever they came from yep so i'm hoping to actually get some good shedding shed hunting on our property yeah potentially find some stuff here yeah and they're also starting to finally hit the um, the brassicas and the the purple top mm. turnips, and you know they're finally starting to. We're getting regular pictures in that in the food plot there with the late yeah. season food, which is good. Um, uh, that's exciting to me too. And I'm not a huge shed hunter. Um, I mean, when I find them, I like them, but yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, uh, I like. I know. I like running the dog out, mm-hmm. and he's too old now. I'm not sure he even remembers how to shed hunt. But there was a time in in, yeah. in the history of Angus's life where he could <laughs> he could find. I think the one shed he, and I credit him with the shed that he found the little spike. Yep. Of course, it was attached to an entire deer carcass. <laughs> so whether or not he was really able to sniff out a single little shed or the rest of the carcass is kind of, you know, up for debate. But Well, I had the dogs here yesterday, and they were here the other day with Mom, too. And they're coming back from the woods. Like, they would just disappear to the woods, and then they come back, and they're, like, dragging deer carcass mm-hmm. bones with them. You know, I'm like, where in the world are you getting this? And I'm sure it's the... The coyotes have been picking them up, you know, the mm. from our bone pile. 
but they're bringing back you know like um what's the spinal the uh vertebrae vertebrae back yeah, with yeah. them and they're chewing on that and like oh his <laughs> breath is just nasty mom, mom said that winston brought one into her car yeah like a vertebrae or a bone <laughs> or something smells so of, bad yeah well and then the other thing is the um you know, we have these five-gallon buckets that I kept mice in yep. out of the sugar yeah, shack yeah. and out on the, the porch. The traps. So I've I've dumped those as well. And um, uh, in the process of dumping those in the woods, you know, there's like a dozen mice, <laughs> a dead mice dead there. Mice. They're all gone. The dogs were oh. all over that. Oh, were they all dogs? Oh, I yeah. figured it maybe we had the fox that I know have been hanging no, around. No, um, they were dead mice. <laughs> the dogs ate them, I'm oh, pretty sure. <laughs> that's gross. That's not cool. So, yeah, they're, uh, shed season will be, will be fun. Mm, for um, sure, for sure. I enjoy And I know... You know, like it's it's encouraging when you see. It felt like that end of the season we weren't seeing deer, we, especially some of those bigger bucks that we saw at the beginning. Um, but to see that we had a couple of you know two and a half year old that made it through, and we're gonna have you know three and a half next year. One of the um, one of the smaller four, maybe it was a, a six that we had around. He's already dropped one, and he made it through. And yeah, um, obviously there's still some a lot of time before next season to roll around, but yeah. they're they're made it through the, the gauntlet of, of deer season. And with a milder winter, I have some faith that that a lot of these are going to hold out till next season. Yeah, that four did uh, the fact that he made it through. <laughs> Because he gave me so that, many opportunities oh, me as well. And, yeah, I mean, it was that that was a a temptation there, and I've <laughs> I've thought about it since. Of uh, man, I I really could have had a deer on the ground. I could have had like it would have been a smaller buck, and I would have had to like you know live with that. But the satisfaction of of having that done, and you know, not that have that pressure off my shoulders would have been amazing. And now I'm thinking about it. You know, okay, now he's going to be two and a half. Can I pass on a two and a half? <laughs> right. And what, size, what is he going to be next year? Right, you know, is right. he going to be a six or an eight? Who right. knows? But well, yeah. It's uh, uh, how about the the deer JD sent us? Oh, so they found a, found a dead head, and they had trail pictures of it. And um, I don't like at least eighteen points yeah. legally. I mean, it, there yeah. were some of those that could be up for debate. And, yep. And then based on the trail cam pictures, I wouldn't have put them no. more than three and a half, four and a half. No, four and a half, I think, would have been pushing it. I mean, yeah. there's no belly sag at all. Nope. His neck wasn't real thick. I mean, it was it was not that big of a buck body-wise, but right. that rack was rack crazy. Was, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what, what got it, if it was just winter kill or if mm-hmm. it was a... Somebody shot it and injured and yeah, didn't recover or, or yep. coyote or whatever. It's it's funny. A, a friend of mine from Ranger School who lives fairly close to that property. I had sent that picture to him and he was, you know, he's pissed because he's like, yeah, that that's my stomping ground. I mean, like that's <laughs> I, I know I've, I've he's shown me pic- pictures that JD's shown me, and so yeah. I've, you know I'm like, oh, we got we got the same deer over there to some extent, you know, and. Um, and he just texted me saying that he listened to our last, the last podcast that we did, um, and wants wants some consultation on bedding and, and oh, wants yeah. to get some stuff done over there. So if I if that gets me over double my property on that hill <laughs> with bucks like that, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's 
to those that are listening, <laughs> if you decide to bring us in for consults, we don't expect to be able to hunt your property. It's oh. a nice benefit when that happens, but uh, I'll need to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's invited me out yeah. in the in the past already. Yeah. So and it's yeah. but it would be you know now now. I don't know if I can tell JD because if I get good betting over there and they're not betting on JD's right, anymore, right. I don't know. You well, know. And Jay has told me we went and had dinner with him Saturday night after I got back and uh, said that, um, you know, his property, the Bucks just disappeared, much like ours did. Yeah. And um, he goes, they haven't been back. Like he's. Hmm. He's got, you know, he's still got trail cams out, and he goes, I'm not, I'm still not getting yeah. photos of him. So, I don't know if the Bucks have figured out his property or if they're figured out something else. But last year, I mean, I, there was a day I sat and saw 17 deer. Yeah. And, no, I think, I'm trying to remember. I'll have to go back to my journal. But it might have been 17 bucks in a day and 30 deer total, it something was, like that. It was, I had a couple of, I mean, the last two years in a row i had actually yeah no it was it was the last two years not this year the two prior to that i had a herd of like seven or eight doe come through yeah. and i picked the biggest one i mean it was it was just kind of one of those properties where i felt like i was on a guided hunt you yeah know? yeah I, I think it was 17 deer and nine of them were bucks if i remember right yeah which is just insane yeah. for for new york area and of those nine, like I'm choosing, I'm like, okay, that one's two and a half. I'm not taking that. Mm. Where if it's on our property, I'm like, I might take that mm -hmm. one. You know, which is why we don't have three and right, a half, four right. and a half. Yeah, it's deer. you. You're the problem. <laughs> so, uh. yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of what's going on. There's not a whole lot to oh, yeah. Slow, we, slow part of the year. Yeah. Got some cutting planned and some stuff like yeah. that. And, and I need to. I feel like I've been sick most of the winter. If, yeah. I haven't been, but to that's some, what it's to felt some like. extent. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny too. After the season, it takes me a little while to to recover. To recover, like mm -hmm. I want to get back out in the woods and go cut. Well, mm -hmm. it. Uh, you know, you you're trying to win back favor with you know the with the old this, lady. With, <laughs> I didn't say that. You called her that. With my lovely wife, because uh, she li listens on and off, um, you know, I try and win back some favor there mm -hmm. and try and reconnect with... Stay uh, at home uh, more than camp for... Yeah, yeah. But then boiling season hits and I'm here, you know, three or four nights a week. And but. Mm. All right, well... We hit 42 minutes. That was better than we yeah, thought we would do with nothing. So. We never know what we're going to talk about, and then somehow we still keep talking. Yeah. Yep. But. Well, in the next few weeks, we've got a whole bunch yeah, of interviews coming Yeah, we've got some stuff out. lined up, actually. Pete, so that'll be cool. Pete and John and I are going to do a, a podcast leading into the uh, to the banquet, to the dinner. Mm. Um got somebody lined up from Genesee Valley NDA because they're, they're doing their corn and um soybean seed sale again so if you want to reach out to us for that um i can put an order in with for that um and then uh all these folks that i connected with from from the show so we've got a bunch of guests that are going to be on and yeah so should be good yeah should be good then we'll be hitting planting season before too long and right we'll talk habitat during those days so oh yeah so 
All right, folks. Well, God bless and uh, enjoy any time you might be getting out in the woods. Tonight, you might want to stay in. It's pretty windy yeah, and cold. It's so. windy. Yeah. So, all right. God bless. Thank you.